1: 7 till 9 news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071 and we're going to go straight to the stevens roofing newsmaker hotline because in the last half hour i had callers that were calling in with what they perceived to be voting irregularities at a right. couple of places one at the saint paul community center the other at the shavano park city hall jackie and was listening and she heard and she screamed and said <laughs> i gotta talk to you so, Jackie, good morning, and, and I'm glad you're on and can explain what's going on. The first one, in, in case people are just now tuning in, a guy called up, and he said he was over at St. Paul's Community Center. He said that uh, he showed his driver's license. They scanned the back of it. ballot came out, and the person who voted in front of him, name was on it six times on that ballot. And the guy sitting there said, no, that's, that's not the right thing to do. So they figured they would just set the ballots on a chair, and we'll figure out what we're going to do with it later. What do you think?
2: Well, as you said, did you hear me scream? Uh, okay. Uh, good, good morning, Trey. Good morning. And, and I I still so appreciate you. I you can't imagine. Um at at St. Paul's, I do want to I do want to sort of cover that I have not talked to them. I obviously I will call them <laughs> when they get settled this morning. But the way the system works is when you present your ID, you're in a completely different system from the voting system. When we identify the voter, They put a blank ballot card in a small printer, and it prints on the top of it the precinct number and the ballot style. There is never a name printed on a ballot. Never, ever, ever, ever. And then they they hand that to the voter, and the voter goes over to the express votes where they insert the ballot card, make all of their selections, print the card out, And then they take it over to a separate unit where they insert it and it is actually counted. That's when the person votes. So as to the blank cards that were there, I don't know why they printed so many. But they are told to spoil those. Once they go through the small printer to get a precinct number on it and a ballot style, if they don't use it immediately, they have a procedure where they have to write it down, sign the card so that no one can ever use it, and place it in an envelope that says spoiled ballots. But the ballot is not counted until it goes into the large DS200, which is usually by the door. That's the one that I get in trouble all the time for because mm-hmm. I yeah. call it the trash can looking thing. Right. The big black thing that'll.
1: Yep. I looks know, like I know what you're can. talking about. Right. So Jackie, what, what did that exactly what did that caller talking coming. about? What did the caller see if the if the caller said the person's name was on six of those or six times? What did the caller see?
2: Well, what they would have seen is this blank card. It wouldn't have it had anything printed on it except at the very top. There's a barcode that's printed on them. That when they insert them into the Express Vote, where the big pencil, the mm-hmm. Express Vote. So that it brings up their correct ballot. And uh, we want to make sure that the voter gets to vote for whoever they're eligible for. Because we have so many different Mm
0: -hmm. combinations Mm -hmm. on the ballot. Mm -hmm. We call
2: that a ballot style. Right. And we have 139 different iterations. Sure. To make sure that everyone gets to vote on theirs. Yeah. I am not sure why they would have had six different ones. Right. Um. I don't, I don't understand that, but I will call. That's a,
1: those, that's a result of uh, all everybody being able to vote in all the different locations. Okay, let's let's move on to uh, and and what is uh, before we leave that one? What is the proper thing to do with those additional cards that they printed out? Is that a shredding deal? Turn around and shred that? What should they have done with those additional cards?
2: Uh, again, the the training that we give them is when they have an extra card. Uh-huh the judge or the election official is to sign their name on it to tell us who who dealt with it right and then they they write spoiled s p o i l e d on it like void and on then a then check exactly okay yeah Ah,
1: got it and then they they
2: have an envelope
1: got it okay let me move on to the next one the woman took in a mail-in ballot she didn't request a mail-in ballot and but she got one anyway so she filled it out at home and then she took it on in and after they were done with it the judge then told her to take it home and shred it herself and she said no i'm not supposed to do that that's not the way this is supposed to work and uh this was at shavano park uh, city hall And so uh, eventually somebody stood up and said, no, that's not the way it's supposed to work. Uh, We're supposed to do that. We're supposed to take care of it here, chain of custody here, so on. And then they did a quick tutorial with their people there. So what can you say about that?
2: Exactly. Well, let's do this like in sections. When she said she received a ballot that she did not request, that's very possible. What happens is Texas allows us to have an annual ballot by mail application and we had a number of people that sent in obviously mail ballot applications in the primary in the primary runoff and if the box was checked for an annual that means that we automatically send them every ballot they're eligible for in a calendar year sort of a win-win for everyone then the voter doesn't have to meet any deadlines they don't have to run out and find a stamp so when we get an annual the ballot is automatically (laughs) mailed to that person then that application expires december
1: 31st so
2: some so this person may have until i could check the record but i'm almost sure it would be an annual application
1: yeah And now
2: as to the site, when they turn them in, again, that was an error. The judges, the officials are to take that ballot, take it out of circulation. And as you heard her say correctly, she was she had to fill out a form to cancel it and turn it over to us. Then the election official is able to delete the mail ballot application. So at that moment, that if. In fact, that mail ballot was mailed into us. Her record would show that she'd already voted, and that that ballot would not count.
1: So that's it the key is to make because sure the, the judge balances. cancels out that ballot so that it's not, so it can't be later mailed in. So the key is to make sure that judge is is re, is, is canceling out that that mail-in ballot right there on the scene. Then
2: yes, and again, they have a colored envelope. they are there to put those canceled ballots in with the form that the voter themselves signed saying they were relinquishing that ballot.
1: Okay. So they never leave and and go back with the voter. They stay there at the polling place.
2: Correct. And then they bring them in to us. Correct. So Yes, but as you said as I was driving and listening
0: to you, it was
3: like ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <So it was, laughs> did you actually make that noise. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I
1: I get it. I know I I totally understand. Yeah. And and we all understand again, and and of course you you probably need more poll workers, you know. You probably need more volunteers, more people to go work some of these polls cuz you know, it's just one of those times where we expect big numbers. Now, I did see your tweet yesterday. that The number was sort of like what 20 the first day of 2018, was that right? overall number yes sir okay it
2: came within about 300 votes of 2018 okay so uh i think that's what we're going to look for again today but it was a wonderful day and you know i don't want to come off sounding like i'm giving an excuse for my election officials no
1: you're not at all the first
2: day the first day is normally rough yeah. i always refer to as until they get their sea legs until they get their you know their site set up and sure. they be comfortable with them. Well, um, as you so can imagine, I'm, I'm sorry, as you, this happened. No,
1: no, no. But, as but you I'm can really, imagine, oh Jackie. No, but I'm thrilled
2: that it happened.
1: Well, no, no, no. I understand. I mean, yeah, no, you, you. But as you can understand, it, people are are really wary, and people want to stay on absolutely. top of this. And when they see any, and I'm I'm glad people are looking for this now instead of just kind of going in like yeah. a zombie and yeah. filling it out and leaving like a zombie. They're actually looking for this. They're paying attention to it. They're on top of it, and they see it. They're gonna they're gonna let somebody know. And that somebody just happened to be me. That's
2: wonderful. I mean, again, you heard me say I, I'm thrilled at it that, that, yeah. that they reported right. it because if if we don't know about it, we can't fix it.
0: Right. Jackie, you the...
2: and so I can get the message to everyone.
3: Hey, this is Sean. Were there any other issues uh, that happened yesterday, or was it pretty much smooth sailing beyond what we just talked about?
2: It, it well, it was it was pretty much smooth sailing. We we did have a uh, number of the election officials that that we had to help remind them how to do the curbside voting for the voters who were unable to enter the polls. Um, We have a completely different system for the voters that vote curbside. And so we had to remind a couple of the officials how how to make make that happen, because we did have a number of uh, curbside votes yesterday. Mm -hmm. So I would say that was the big one. And then the second one was we had a number of poll watchers show up at the polls, which which was one which was a good thing, which was terrific. but they were at the polls at like six thirty seven o'clock in the morning, and a number of the judges questioned if they could come in with them, or did they have to wait until it was actually eight o'clock and what? so we were able to handle that on a one by one basis. they were eligible as soon as the judge steps into that building then the poll watchers are eligible to go
1: in also well jackie let me say first of all thanks for listening to my show in the mornings early and especially this <laughs> time of the year because i know you're not sleeping at all and thank you for hearing what you heard and and you responded right away by wanting to get on the air and i do appreciate that very much
2: thank you sir
1: okay jackie.
2: everybody to go vote go
1: vote <laughs> everybody go vote jackie Cannon, and thank you very much for getting in touch with us this morning set that straight and any other things like that that you guys want to call about uh, you can certainly do that, and we'll check it out with with Jackie, because we would rather that we run her crazy with a bunch of questions mm-hmm. than questions be lingering and hanging out over there anyway, because we all are a little bit gun-shy, if you will, about the election process. Well, a little in cynical. County, but, but,
3: a little, little cynical here. You <laughs> want to make sure everything's going right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, keep an eye out. Right. That's what we want Absolutely. All right, we we All uh, right, that ended up our first segment, so we'll take a break. We'll come back. More Warren Ryman coming up here on KTSA at Bridgehead IT. You talk about being on top of situations and watching stuff. Bridgehead IT does that all the time. Bridgehead IT, of course, is your cybersecurity expert and real pros. At Bridgehead IT, they stay on top of what's going on with cybersecurity at your place of business. They have people monitoring it. They have people that keep the hackers away from your business at all times and bridgehead it they're the best at doing that bridgehead it also has cameras they can install at your place of business so they can uh you know loss mitigation uh for stuff that happens may or may not happen right there on the physical plant where you own your company for any and all it concern from building computers to maximizing your software to coming up with programs that really make your company work better to cyber security and uh, and uh, and mitigating those threats they do all at bridgehead it 210 and the acu forecast sunny today and tomorrow with a high near 80 and right now it's 60 at ktsa esa and fm 1071 well it is seven twenty two with Ware and rima what's going on
3: well two things first off it's good to be back i'm fine just had some abdominal discomfort yesterday but i'm okay <laughs> guts were hurting a bit uh, one thing, first off, Cassie Garcia is not my wife. I, I posted a picture from the radiothon with Cassie Garcia, who's going for District Twenty Eight from Henry Cuellar, and she's an amazing person. First off, was really impressed by her. But I posted a picture from uh, from the radiothon, and people keep saying, "Your wife is so pretty," and I'm like, "That's that's not my that's my, that's not my wife." Okay, just wanted to clear that All up. Right. Okay. Uh, secondly, the hell did ted cruz go on the view for what was the point of that why he goes on the view and he's obviously pointing out the hypocrisy of hillary clinton calling in the question calling the election results into question uh but if a republican does it then it's an insurrection you know and it's a it's against democracy and of course they all go you know ape s over that and, and start screaming over him he brings up the uh, the uh, the Antifa riots, and Whoopi Goldberg claims she doesn't know what an Antifa riot is. Then he got the climate weirdos dropping the F bomb in the background. Why would he put himself through that? What is the point of that?
1: There was absolutely no point whatsoever, uh, other than he went on there to sell a book. And but still, it's uh, you know, w- there's a lot of other places to go well, that yeah. people would more likely sell his uh, buy his book than on the View
3: for sure. Well, absolutely, yeah. and w- there's no point. You're not going to have a meaningful discussion with those chicks in any way, way shape, or form. Nope. And that's exactly what happened. They didn't even let him speak. They wouldn't they were shouting over
1: him. And and when he raised his voice because they were shouting, Anna Navarro said she said, Quit shouting. That's right. <laughs> just like that. Why are you shouting? You need to quit shouting. And he was like, You know, okay. I
3: mean, it's like Ted, dude, you know, I mean, sell the book, yeah, but you know what? You can sell the book on the Daily Wire, on Fox News, and, and any number of other places. People will freaking buy it. But the view I just I don't know why Anybody, why that show is legitimized by anybody. Now, I know it does really well with his own audience, which is comprised mostly of female morons. Female morons sitting in doctor's offices are are the bulk of that freaking audience. It's a very popular show. They've been on forever. But why any conservative or serious person uh, would go on that show and put themselves through that is just beyond me. I don't get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I I don't have an answer for you because I don't get it either. Right. I, I certainly wouldn't be my first place to go. And I rarely talk about them. The only reason I talked about them this morning is because it was Ted Cruz. Oh, yeah. Most of the time, I don't really give a, a rat's ass what they do on The View. I could care less about them. I could care less about oh, Whoopi or any of them. They're all a bunch of commies. They're neo Marxists uh, from the Democrat Party, and I don't care about what the, what they talk about. I, I mentioned it this morning and played some of the sound because it was Ted Cruz. And you know, the thing about the sound is, Ted doesn't back down. They, no, he doesn't. Know, other people will just, their wallflower, and they'll crumble under him. You know, I remember when Jeb Bush went on there, and he was just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so <laughs> well, Jeb sorry. Jeb Bush was a diaper. Yeah, he really was. <laughs> Well not only did us business sector slump in the fourth straight month in October but the pace of the deterioration deterioration is picking up this is from & p global indicators showing that manufacturers and service businesses reporting a weaker demand their monthly survey of purchasing managers now showing this suggests that not only is the economy getting weaker uh, right now but it's getting weaker at a faster pace mm. right now the deterioration is actually speeding up of uh, the economy NBC News has come out with The poll showing 71% of registered voters say the nation under Democrat rule is on the wrong track. So that's NBC News. So if NBC News is putting that poll out, you know that the number is more like, oh, probably 80%, 85%, something like that, that they fudge the numbers because they're colluding with the Democrat Party to reelect Democrats in, you know, the, the major media is uh most likely voters believe democrat victory in the midterms would hurt the u.s economy according to a trafalgar group poll so they're saying that if democrats right. stay in power that the economy is going to be hurt even worse there's no reason to believe that it's not going to be there's no reason to believe it's going to be treated any differently than it has been in the past two years under democrat rule
3: no absolutely and i, I tucker brought up something interesting and uh yesterday and I, you can kind of see them setting up Biden in a sense to take the fall for a lot of this stuff because he's getting more and more kind of set up interviews, if you will with this guy on, well, over the weekend where he's asking him about his you know mental capacity, what does Dr. Biden think He kind of nodded off it appeared at one point and yet they're playing the hell out of that interview on MSNBC. And Tucker's idea was, well, they're they're very obviously trying to distance themselves from him, very very quickly, and I wonder if uh, the closer we get to the actual election day, if they actively start blaming him for a lot of the nation's ills to kind of take the heat off of some of these struggling Democrats.
1: Well, it's very possible that they're going to do that. It's very possible they're going to lay it all on him and try to get rid of him after the midterms. They're not going to do anything before the midterms. No, but to hang it on him yeah, so they can try possible. to survive their own you know, yeah, contest. That's very possible. Yesterday, he was at a tree planting ceremony there on the White House grounds. Now, you know, he's been in politics for 50 years. He's been in the White House umpteen times. He was vice president for eight years. Right. So he knows the grounds around the White House pretty well. They did a tree planting ceremony, and just like at FEMA, or just like when he turned around and he shook hands with air, he wandered off into the trees. <laughs> he did. I saw that. He just, He's just wandering Joe, man. He wanders off into the trees. And a couple of his aides went over to him, and they said, "Mr. President, the White House is over here." And you could see the White House in the video, right? And they said, "It's over here." And he said, "Uh, "Do I have to go this way? I I I thought I'd go that way." And they said, "You can." And and then he said, "What if I don't want to go this way?" (laughs) And they said, "Well, you're the president. You can go. You know, whichever way you want to go." That was at the same time they had an event yesterday for Kamala Harris's birthday, Uh. and once again, (laughs) he called her president. Right. He said, what a great bre- – I want to say happy birthday to a great president.
3: <laughs> well, maybe she will be soon. You know, he's I, – I, I hate – I'm not making fun of him, but he's obviously in decline. All right, watch for the mittens. That'll be – if he comes out, he's got big blue mittens so he doesn't scratch himself. Yeah. Okay, we know he's in full-blown decline because my mom's got to wear these big blue mittens. They look like flippers so she doesn't pick at herself. So I'm waiting for him to come out to do a, a an appearance and he's got the mittens on because he is very obviously sliding
1: down, yeah, man. He time. is. And during a speech for Kamala, the president yesterday, he turns and while he's giving the speech, he sees two kids. Oh, God. And he turns those two kids and he goes, this is in the middle of a speech right. celebrating Diwali and Kamala Harris's birthday. And he goes, hey, do you want to come up here? Hey, you want to come up? <laughs> uh. They're two young kids and he goes over the side of the stage and says, you don't have to, but really, come on. Because kids are usually, when he says that, kids go, "Uh." They want to get away from him. Right. So he goes, uh, you you don't have to, but come on. And they finally, you know, it's the president, so up he went. And then out this afternoon, or yesterday afternoon after that happened, the Daily Mail published a piece. Here's the headline. Biden's Bizarre Habit. President 79 likes to carry cash on him (laughs) so he can slip it to children. (laughs) so he can slip it to children and encourage them to buy ice cream former body man claims so a a secret uh, security guy you know secret service guy is now saying to the daily mail and the daily mail wrote the piece to normalize that like you know when when all 79 year old men carry cash and they go find babies or kids and they go here's some money why don't you go buy me an ice cream kid and bring it to me all seventy-nine-year-old men sure. do that, right? That's kind of the way the piece was written from the Daily Mail. It's creepy. Yeah, it's a smidge creepy. You want some candy, little girl?
3: You know, I mean, it's just. Uh... But they're gonna they're gonna try to normalize everything like that, you know. I mean, uh, are they already starting to normalize this idea that? You know, when he exaggerates. When I heard Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins talk about this yesterday, that when he exaggerates stuff, oh, it's like your grandfather. It's like any old person that they exaggerate, they tell tall tales. But, hey, it's just a matter of him being an older guy. It's okay. You know, I mean, they're trying to protect him in that way still. But I also think they're going to try to start distancing themselves from from him because he's he's obviously – you can't hide it anymore.
1: No. No, they've tried. All right, more Warren Rimer coming up. KTSA.
3: Let me tell you about my friend, Dr. Mark Havercorn. Uh, I've been talking to, uh, talking to you about him for a long time now over at River City Oral Surgery. His business is based on transparency, and he wanted me to let you know, if you are considering oral surgery, such as implants or wisdom teeth extractions or any other procedure, now is the time. Unfortunately, prices are going to increase January 1st. And there's no better way to end this year and start a new one than with a beautiful, new, healthy smile. Call River City Oral Surgery and replace your teeth with a full mouth of implants before the end of the year. As always, prices are published on their website at RiverCityOMS.com. Or they'll actually give you the pricing right over the phone, 210-778-0002. And unlike most dental offices, they give you flat, bundled fees for many common dental procedures instead of nickel and diming you with a bunch of different charges. Call River City Oral Surgery today at 210-778-0002. and Get on the schedule before the prices increase in January. Appointments will fill fast and the holidays are coming. You still have time to replace your teeth with a full mouth of implant teeth before the end of the year. Call my buddy Dr. Mark Havercorn, over at River City Oral Surgery at 210-778-0002. Or look them up online at RiverCityOMS.com. Eagles.
1: White Wedding. 7.40 at KTSA. Watch the wind around this morning. It'll be a great couple of days. Another front comes through late on Thursday night. So the question that, that voters need to ask themselves when they're headed to the polls now, are you really satisfied and happy with the direction that things have been going for the past two years? Right. On this day in 2018, Texas was the number one exporter of oil. <laughs> Even more so than Saudi Arabia. Wow. We were out exporting Saudi Arabia. Texas was one state. And now the entire country of the United States is begging Saudi Arabia for oil and Saudi Arabia is making fun of Joe Biden behind his back.
3: They're mocking him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the prince says he preferred working with Trump, yep. which got to hurt mm-hmm. <laughs> the Democrats. And yeah. They got us over a barrel, literally.
1: So who is <laughs> you know? Wh- where do you want this country going? Do you want to go back to 1.2% inflation, which it was on Inauguration Day, right. where it stayed under 2% the entire Trump presidency? Are you happy with 8 to 9% percent inflation. Are you happy with the cost of eggs? Are you happy with the cost of gas and milk right now? Those are the questions that Americans have to ask. But they also have to ask themselves, are you happy with the world that your kids are in right now? I was just watching this video on Breitbart just now that shows this 10-year-old girl having to run away from the same guy that's trying to get her twice-in-one-week kind ah, of kidnapper right. and surveillance video from a home Ugh. ring doorbell has has a, and twice-in-one-week she has to run from this red car. Is that the country you want your kids in? Or how about uh, Don's story this morning in Austin? They're talking about putting Narcan, which is the remedy to keep people alive from fentanyl poisoning, Narcan in every school, every single school in Austin. Is that the kind of country you want your kids in? Now, the, the, the situation with fentanyl could be drastically reduced in our country if the president and the leadership of this country, the Democrats, the neo marxist Democrats, were to do something about it. Call China and tell them we're not spending another dime with them until they stop it. Call Mexico and say, if you don't stop the cartels, our drones will, and then put troops on this border so that we don't have to put Narcan in all of the schools. Or how about this one? Halloween, right? Mm. That's next Monday. Mm. And kids and parents have to be scared spitless this year about Halloween because the cartels are putting rainbow fentanyl in Skittles and Whoppers and uh, Sweet Tarts and all that. Is that the kind of country you want your kids in?
3: I I think most people are going to say no. I mean, I've seen a couple of different articles uh, on Breitbart and Fox where they've interviewed... You know, a Republican, uh, a, a Democrat, uh, and a, an independent, and they ask him the same questions. You know, are are you? What what, do you, what is the biggest issue for you? And you're seeing consistency in all three, in that it's it's either either crime or the economy. Crime, the economy, with the woke crap in the schools, a biggie. E- Democrats are even saying, you know, this this stuff with the sex stuff with kids. Uh, is got to go. The woke stuff in the schools is horrible, and I I, I don't I, I've never seen such agreement with folks. So I, I I do suspect there are many more Tulsi Gabbard's out there on the Democrat side who are as equally upset about this stuff as as everybody else because they got to live in this world too. Okay, they're getting shoved on the subway tracks too. They're getting randomly attacked too. I mean, some of the video we're seeing of these senseless random attacks of violence, and you have this guy that. It gets released to go see his kid get born. He's got a bracelet on. He kills two nurses in a paternity paternity ward just to do it. I mean, people are sick of it, man. Yeah, an
1: ankle monitor on, and what ended that shooting was a good guy with a gun. Was that's there. right? But I I I think the
3: random violence is it's off the charts. And uh, and I don't care what letter you got at the, at the end of your name, you're you're looking at this going this is, uh, this is not a good track. Well, it's
1: not, it's not, and uh, particularly with our children because we're creating the future right now that they have to live in, and I'm not real happy with the future that our kids are going to have to live in. This is not the way this country is, is meant to be. People, you know, and and the thing that really gets me about the Narcan, I I, I go back to a couple of months ago. You, you do you remember the mama that went out for a jog in Memphis and the dude uh, raped her, c- captured yeah. her, raped yeah. her shot her in memphis do you remember that yeah And, and the left they come out on abc and cnn and all the other channels they come out and they go well she shouldn't have been jogging at that time of day that's on her you know there are only certain times of day and only certain places that you should be going no hell no this is the united states of america we say to guys who want to capture women and rape them and shoot them we're gonna fry your rear we're gonna kill you and kill you real good we're gonna make it happen right away and we're gonna smell smoke because we're gonna get after you right now and that's what we should be saying to china and the cartels and to the mexican government and we should be sealing up the border so that we don't have to put narcan in the schools that's like we're capitulating narcan to me and i'm for it i'm for having narcan sure if it's that (laughs) necessary absolutely but what I'm saying is that's capitulating to the crime.
3: Well, it is, and we're seeing that at the state level, too. You look at the mayor or the uh, the mayor of New York who is out there saying, uh, don't wear earbuds when, when you're in a subway yes. uh, station. That's the same that's thing. That's his solution. Right. Not, let's take care of the crime in the subways no. because it's horrible take right now. Take your earbuds out. Again, it's, it's this idea that somehow you're bringing it on yourself. You know, like she shouldn't have been jogging there. It was her fault. You know, these are the first people that will go off on victim-shaming, you know, mm-hmm. when it serves their purposes. Mm-hmm. But they're pretty much victim-shaming the whole damn country right now because it's their freaking policies that is, has that is led Absolutely. to all of this crime. It's their fault. And it's random crime. It's, it, it's, it's not even fault. crime you can see coming.
1: Yeah. This is what they wanted. So I'm reading a book right now by Erwin Lutzer, and it's about the neo Marxism that has uh, infected the Democrat Party and what they're doing. And this is all, everything that he writes about, whether it's the transgenderism or what we're seeing with crime on the streets and all that, fits their mold of neo Marxism to collapse America, collapse our economy, collapse our society, to put Marxism in place. And they're doing it in a soft kind of way. Way so that you wake up one day and you go, "Wow, we're now a Marxist nation," and they're doing it. If if, if you take a thirty thousand foot view of everything that's been going on, you see it. Well, it's absolutely,
3: clear. you do. And you can also see Europe's going the same way with this guy that just took over the uh, <laughs> took over the parliament. I mean, it, it's it they're about it. And I, I was talking to my wife the other night. We were t- or yesterday. We were talking about all the crime. And I said, it's a plan. It's, they're letting these people out on purpose yep. because they want crime in the streets. They right. want violence in the streets. They want people scared. So it, eventually they'll get so scared, yep. they'll turn to the government and say,
1: save us. And right here in Bear County, you can vote out Joe Gonzalez. Right. And you can say no to let him go, Joe. But not if only eighty-seven percent, eighty-seven percent of voters stayed home last time in Bear County. Eighty-seven percent of Bear County registered voters did not vote in the last election. That's not going to get it done. No, and didn't
3: we hear just now that uh, yesterday, uh, being the first day of early voting, was tracking kind of along the same lines uh, as the, the, didn't Jackie just say that was tracking statist- statistically along the same lines as? Uh, uh, the first day of early voting in the last election?
1: 2018, yes. And T- so, that's right. She tweeted that not last good, night. I saw not that. Not a good sign. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, there's there's also a feeling among Republicans, too, because, uh, and I've had many reach out to me about this, they're holding off until November 8th because they don't want anything to happen to I their vote between now and right. November 8th. And they don't want to tip their hand to what Democrats, uh, what, this is what they tell me, people who are concerned about early voting that they feel like the numbers come out every day and you see how many Republicans voted and how many Democrats voted in early voting. The Democrats then know how many ballots they need to put in the system to make I up, got you, you know,
3: right. So wait till the, wait the till big day. Wait till
1: November 8th, baby. And pop a big number November 8th. We'll see. Dr. Dallas Broadway and the physicians at Broadway Vascular are world-renowned in minimally invasive outpatient vascular procedures. And that's the big deal right there. Minimally invasive. Some doctors, when you show up with a vascular issue, some doctors will just plop you in the hospital and say let's do surgery let's take the limb off you know that kind of thing not so at broadway vascular with dr broadway and all of his great physicians there nope that's not what they do minimally invasive outpatient vascular procedures is what they're all about they're focused on keeping you out of the hospital and getting you well At Broadway Vascular, I want you to give them a call. If you suffer from constant hemorrhoids and you're taking all the -the over-the-counter medication and none of it is working for you, you need more extensive work done, and they have minimally invasive treatments for that as well at Broadway Vascular. They're at Blanco and Loop 410. Get a consultation by calling Broadway Vascular, 210-465-7015. 753 with Ware and Rhyma. What day is it? It is October 25th.
3: And we only we don't have so many today, but we do have some good ones. Uh, let's see. It is International Artist Day, <laughs> which kind of makes me happy uh, being an artist. Uh, uh, so it's that International Artist Day. It's National Greasy Foods Day. Are you a greasy foods guy? Uh uh-uh. uh No. No, sir. You, you like Mm-mm. you don't like the grease Mm-mm. You, even in a burger?
1: No, I like them to be uh, non greasy. Right. Yuck.
3: It's World Pasta Day. Mm. I know you like pasta, right?
1: I love pasta. Mm-hmm. And,
3: of course, it's St. Crispin's Day.
1: What is that? <laughs> what is St. <Saint> Crispin's? <laughs>
3: well, I don't know. I, I, I'm not exactly sure, but I always remember the speech, right? Let's slip the dogs of war. Isn't that from that speech from the Shakespeare? I'm not exactly sure. I'd have to, like, look it up real quick. But it's from uh, Henry the V. I think is the the play, the Great Saint Crispin's Day speech, uh, with a great uh, line: "Let's sl- let slip the dogs of war," where uh, he's trying to whip his uh, his troops. Uh, and let's see, and gentlemen in England now, abed shall think themselves accursed; they were not here, and hold their manhoods cheap, whilst any speaks that fought with us upon saint crispin's day
1: there you go so today <laughs> is saint crispin's day so whoever the hell he was and we fought a war with these people to get away from us so that's right and don morgan is back it's and don morgan's back day yeah which we're so happy i put up a picture on my ig trayware SA ig right. and on my facebook page and i asked what is the interesting thing about this picture And other than Don Morgan showing more of his chest than I am, because apparently he's got more of a chest to show. Right. What's the other interesting thing? Can you figure it out?
3: You're wearing the same shirt. Ah, dang you got it <laughs> i didn't see the picture well I no, no,
4: there's that but also we're not wearing pants oh
3: yeah, well that's <laughs> the
1: other part of yeah, this well, I, I found that a little awkward yeah and what happened to you out That's right. Mean. we had to
4: take it from the waist up
1: but we knew this was eventually going to happen because we buy off the same rack at the same walmart and mm-hmm. so eventually this was going to happen not pre-planned because i didn't even know oh, no. he was coming back here's what happened i'm sitting prepping the show as I always am, and the door opens at a time it's not supposed to open. Ooh Well you know, to get shot,
3: dude. Yeah. Well
1: <laughs> he opened I, the door and he goes, Hands up, don't shoot. Yeah. I thought he was back next week. That's, oh yeah. He originally uh, told me and the twenty eighth,
4: but and I thought, well I can go back home and then come back on the twenty eighth. Yeah, right. right no, yeah. You stay right there, <laughs> mister. I can go for another nap. What? No, you're not going anywhere, man. You stay right there. And I know and I would have you know Kept on the road for a few more days. There were things I wanted to see. I think Dennis
3: Foley is is also happier back. Uh, no, he's sure. he's, he's uh, slumbering right now, perhaps. So welcome yeah. back, man. You had it's, quite the journey.
4: It was a lot of fun.
3: Well, I'm, I'm going to make it my uh, goal today to have you say at least once, what is wrong
4: with you? <laughs> <laughs> I went up to random strangers in Boston.
3: <laughs> what? What is wrong with you? You know, that's always a win-win for me, if I can get him to say that.
1: He was showing a lot of pictures of homeless people sleeping on the streets between here and there. Oh, really? So a big increase of that. Shocking.
3: <laughs> Shocking indeed that we have more homeless people out there.
4: Yeah, there was a lot of that going on. But yeah, there was you know it's in the suspected areas. But there were some places where I didn't you know (laughs) I'd never seen that you know before in in certain places.
3: Isn't that the weird thing? We're kind of seeing them in places we haven't seen them before, and in in this town as well.
1: Well, they're covered in downtown. Downtown is covered in them. It's the illegal aliens. That's what that is.
3: I mean, I I see them uh, walking along four ten and uh and you know was hanging out in the, on the side of the interstate for of loop you know loop 410 they're sitting there with their shopping carts
1: Bides america baby Im- importing and imported more than 5 million this past year 5 million so they got no place to go other than to sleep on the streets
3: right right and
1: so that's what's going you know you can only uh, ron gave them a hotel here and they you know filled up the hotel they're not going to haven for hope No. Well, for whatever reason they hate no. that place so yeah, you know, they're sleeping on the streets, and the 5 million are here. They're, the whole idea is to import as many third-world country as, right. uh, people as you can, and they're doing it. So they're sleeping on the streets.
3: I'm seeing a lot more garbage, too. I, I told you this the other week, just garbage everywhere, man. I'm seeing piles of garbage. Now, now, this neighborhood's always been a little edgy, but you don't just... <laughs> You don't tend to see just piles you know of garbage everywhere. A little edgy, he says. A little edgy. But, you know, I mean, I'm just seeing garbage everywhere I go. We, we took uh, we took a well, drive it, it down. It didn't
1: used to be that. I grew up yeah. in this neighborhood. It didn't used to be that way. This but, was a clean, fine, right. straight up. Let's leave it to Beaver, this neighborhood was. Well, it
3: ain't that anymore. Now it's uh, Beaver's taking a crap out there, you know, in the middle <laughs> of the street. We were on the west side the other day, and uh, I know it's, a, again, an edgy neighborhood. But I'm just noticing the piles of crap everywhere. Mm-hmm. We really are turning into San Francisco, man.
1: <laughs> well, I've called it San Antonio for ten years. Right, right, right. And so that's basically where. We're, or I think it's going beyond that. I think the Biden administration has us headed right toward Haiti. Uh,
3: yeah, we're going to be a third world asshole. That's that is that's what we are
1: impor- importing is right. Haiti. And when you import Haiti, right, right, you're right. Gonna, right. Uh, Haitians, you're going to the, the way it is. That's what you're going to end up being. All right, back in a minute. More Warren rhyming, KTSA. Well, the only explanation I can come up with as to why these polling and everything that we look at is so close across America right now is that the Republicans are not participating in the poll. No, they're not. They're not answering the phone. They're not going out and saying, I'm a Republican and here I am. A lot of them are keeping their powder dry until November 8th and they're not going to vote early voting. I am. I'm going to try to get it done today if I possibly can, but a lot of them are not going to. But you look at how awful things are with the economy and crime and the border, and the fact that none, zero of the Democrats, except for Lurch, has asked him to come in. Lurch. Well, that's what he is, man. Fetterman. He is
3: a weird-looking dude.
1: We're going to talk about him here in a minute. And so uh, the Biden-DNC rally that he had yesterday was at a DNC office with about 10 DNC staffers. (laughs) And uh, the, as Dana Perino put it, the rousing speech that he gave where he's talking about, uh, we are going to switch back. It's in the Republicans' favor right now. We're facing lots of headwinds at the moment. Mm, thrilling hey, stuff. Hey, kid, you want to come here? Uh, but anyway, we're facing headwinds, and so uh, we're going to take over. And what a rally. Hey. It was, really
3: wasn't a rally. It was more of a coffee clatch. You know, there's like a, just enough people there to fit around a table at, at
1: Starbucks. <laughs>
3: <laughs> pretty, and, not a lot of not a lot of enthusiasm there
1: and they were dnc staffers yeah and they were falling asleep quick on this guy sure as the farm economy shrinks for the fifth straight month and the one of the reasons that it's shrinking is of course fertilizer is now double diesel is now two and a half times you got to put diesel in your tractor and in the truck to get it to the store right so the farm economy is shrinking in america that's one to watch very closely Hispanic voters believe the nation is heading in the wrong direction. WPA intelligence polling out now. Majority of Hispanics. And here's why. And I believe uh, blacks are this way, too. Blacks and Hispanics are this way, too, in America. Um, They don't like this transgender crap they don't like this sexualizing of our kids in the schools. They have a completely different view than a lot of the you know, yuppies and the whites uh, out in, who live in suburbia feel. They're totally fine with that kind of crap being taught their kids. But I can tell you people in the in the black community and people in the Hispanic community, they don't like that crap.
3: They're not having any of it. No, they're they're, they're really sick of it. They really are. Uh, you look at Latinos also. they're They're not only tired of the illegal immigration issue, uh, but you know, also again, the aforementioned obnoxious white liberals renaming them xs They hate that. Uh I think you're seeing a lot of I think it's fascinating how you're seeing a lot of blacks in Florida who are saying, I'm voting for Ron DeSantis for president as soon as I can. I'm voting all ours this time out because of this response to the the, the hurricane. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well,
3: I'm not going with uh, the Democrats right. anymore. And I'm, I've seen interview after interview in, out of Florida with African Americans saying, I'm never voting Democrat again.
1: Well, we have Monica de la Cruz, yes. we have Myra Flores, and we have Cassie Garcia here. Yes. And these are the ones that we need to put in from here. Now, I want to go through some of the sound that I pulled sure. today. So let's start with number two. And this is the president at the White House. He's talking about his debt transfer. There is no such thing <laughs> as canceling debt right it never happened it will never somebody's got to pay it <laughs> that's right and so what he's talking about doing it's not been enacted yet but what he's talking about doing is transferring student loan debt from those who promise to pay it back to you and me who are working and here he is lying to the american public again cut number two
0: you've probably aware i've just signed a law that's being challenged by my Republican colleagues. Nope. The same people who got PPP loans during the, for up to close, to, in some cases up to five, six hundred thousand dollars. They have no problem with that. The individuals in Congress got those. But um, what we've provided for is if you went to school, if you qualify for a Pell Grant, you qualify for two thousand, I mean, How much? You, uh, you, you qualify for twenty thousand dollars in debt forgiveness. Secondly, if you don't have one of those loans, you just get 10000 written off. It's passed. I got it passed by a vote or two. What? And it's huh? in effect. Okay.
1: <laughs> First of all, there, ha- there was no bill introduced in the House or no. the Senate. It was never debated, and it never went to the president for his signature. It was an executive order that he yep, signed. Yep. He used 9-11 and the Heroes Act to try to do this is being challenged in court right now. It has not been enacted. The only thing he's done is put the application out. Yeah, this is not website.
3: debated by anybody no. in, the, in either chamber.
1: So he's lying. Yeah. Because he, he, he knows that, and he's lying about whether or not it is a is law. So he's also uh, continuing to speak about wanting to take your gun away. <laughs> this is ridiculous, man. Cut number six, Jimmy. And I immediately thought about my good friend David Van Camp because he and I discuss uh, weapons and handguns all right, the time. Right, right. So here's cut number six of Joe Biden saying what he is going to do, not only with your gun, but with your ammunition.
0: Mm. My, my, my legislation says there can be no more than...
1: Eight bullets in a round. Eight bullets in a round. <laughs> I can't wait to hear Markley Van Camp and Robbins today. Have fun with that one. Eight bullets in a round. Don't put eight bullets in a round, baby. That's, That's what one we're big do. round right there, man. <laughs> so, uh, uh, John Sadie? What do you think about that? Eight bullets in a round. Is that even? What are you going to do with that one, John? <laughs>
3: Eight bullets in a round.
1: By the way, uh, yesterday when the president was saying that it was the president's birthday, President Kamala Harris's uh, birthday is right. what he said, right. then he went out to plant a tree in the grove at the White House, and he stumbled <laughs> off and was kind of wandering through the trees, and his people were saying, Mr. President, this way, sir, this way. Maybe he has a peach tree back there. That's possible. I don't know. <laughs> he might have a pea tree back there. Well, you know. I he, have one. A peach tree? You know, a pea tree. A pea tree? Uh-huh. He might have one back there. What's a pea you mean a tree to pee on? (laughs) What are you talking about? A a pea tree. Yeah. He's got tree to pee on. (laughs) He is he is growing his own grove at the White House grounds. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Okay. So they finally got him back into the White House yesterday. (laughs) Got him to bed. But one of the things in the last piece of sound we have, one of the things that um i've been talking about a lot is this new blood of folks that are coming in this year and hopefully going to be replacing a lot of the old blood democrats right right, right. and getting rid of them and one is this woman who's running in uh, in arizona to be governor out there oh her, yeah her name is carrie lake yeah and uh she is running against another woman who believes there are 47 genders right <laughs> and the woman that she's running against it happens to also be like the secretary of state she's she administers the elections mm-hmm. instead of giving that control up while she's running for governor she's maintained that control and last week oops they sent out six thousand ballots erroneously they said so our bad yeah.
3: wow we just we
1: just looked at we screwed up man. man we're so sorry it just so happened that the person who sent it out or who's in charge of that agency is running for governor <laughs> So Carrie Lake was questioned yesterday, what about the NFL? Because they're playing the Super Bowl uh, there in 2023. Will you give in if the, if the NFL comes to you and says, we're going to pull the Super Bowl out of here if you don't uh, give up on the border? In other words, the fentanyl is coming in the open. Right. It's affecting Arizona like Texas. And if you don't uh, do what we want you to do there with our woke policies, are you going to uh, do that or are we going to yank the Super Bowl out? She said, look, I will not capitulate to a bunch of billionaire NFL owners. Uh, I only answer to the voters of Arizona, so no. Fentanyl is the uh, largest killer of the 18 to 49-year-olds uh, in America right now, and I will not capitulate to the NFL. They can take their Super Bowl and run. I don't care what they do. I don't care. I, it doesn't matter to me. Right. That's well, pretty brave, bold stance for a governor. But she also had an answer. They were at a rodeo yesterday, and she had an answer for her uh, Democrat challenger. So here's Carrie Lake.
2: Katie Hobbs thinks there are 47 different genders. I'll tell you what, I'm not a biology major, but there are two genders, guys, Two. <laughs> and where, where, where are the animals from the rodeo being kept? Somebody point. Is it over here? Since we're here at a rodeo, Katie, I've got a challenge for you, Katie Hobbs. Why don't you go out and try to milk a bull and tell me how (laughs) that (laughs) goes?
3: That would not end well.
1: Ah.
3: Give it a shot there, baby. <laughs> Milk a
1: bowl. See how that works out for you. So that's what I love about this new crop. They don't care. They're going after
3: well, it. The, the well, th- and most people are so sick of the woke thing, you know, it, you're now fighting the man by just speaking the truth. You know what I mean? That's really what it comes down to. And the, the, the politicians who are going to do the best this November are the ones who are doing just that. Who are just you know piercing through the the bull crap, 47 genders. How the hell do you figure, man? You know, I, I got into not got into it, but I uh, you know the, the I, I've noticed the new ethic with a lot of young people and uh, uh, who are who are sort of swallowing the the woke stuff and a lot of them still are. And uh, I know a certain person who was in her last year of college who uh, you know was correcting me on, on uh, some things that I was saying about the transgendered folks. And again, most people, I think, are done with this woke stuff. But it's pretty deeply ingrained in a lot of the younger people. And I saw a poll last week that was really disturbing. I think it was a Fox News poll that said uh, they questioned a bunch of younger people uh, in their teenage and early 20s. And they're fine with a lot of woke stuff, and they actually are fine with people not being allowed to say certain things.
0: Oh,
1: sure.
3: So, while, well, or while, you know, a lot of us and a lot of people in their late 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s have just had enough of the woke crap, you have to understand there is a generation underneath us, though, that have swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take them a while to realize what a bunch of bull crap it is. Totally. Now I don't know if they're if they're going to turn out and vote at that age. Maybe maybe not. But uh, a lot of them do do. They they swallow this stuff enti- entirely.
1: Well, I want to because they were raised in it, yeah, basically sure. in the education system. I'm reading a book right now. Irwin Lutzer, L U T Z E R. No reason to hide. No reason to hide. Irwin Lutzer. Uh, It explains a lot of what we talk about and what I believe is neo-Marxism that has taken over the Democrat Party. And when you hear him or or read him lay out the whole transgender thing, lay out the whole fentanyl thing, lay out the chaos on our streets with crime, everything that we see happening before our very eyes, you understand it's pre-planned. It is is absolutely neo-Marxism, and I believe it's Barack Obama birthed and carried out through this administration in order to collapse our country and... To replace it with neo-Marxism, I'm firmly, I firmly believe that.
3: Well, yeah, well, it all lines up.
1: It's <laughs> the all perfect. Violence
3: in the streets, letting the bad guys out of jail.
1: Everything that they're crashing doing,
3: crashing the economy, yeah. uh, destroying the border. Yep, it all the the woke stuff, the gibberish. You know, it all falls in line sure with the, with that kind of a, a a plan or evil plot that's uh, been
1: foisted on other countries before. Yeah, Erwin Lutzer, L-U-T-Z-E-R. No reason to hide. Quick break. More Warren and coming up. KTSA. 825, where in Rattler? KTOSA. What's going on? Well, this is going to make some people very, very
3: sad. Uh Uh-oh. The McRib is coming back. Okay. But this might be its last time. Ah, McDonald's (laughs) is saying the McRib comes back November, uh, let's see, 20th, I believe. But they're saying it could could be the farewell tour. All righty. No, well, November 2020, It the uh, last time we had it was November 2021. Uh, it comes out in November every year. Get one while you can, because this is the McRib Farewell Tour. Enjoy <laughs> our famous pork, sa- year. famous pork sandwich as if it's your last.
1: This year. Until they bring it back again next year. I,
3: I, I'm thinking this
1: is a marketing trip. Of course I, I, it is. I don't
3: is. know. you know. I, call me crazy. Say Maybe I'm a little too cynical at this point. Nope. But it's kind of like, you know, I, I'm going to see John uh, Elton John's farewell tour this weekend. But you know how rock stars are. There's always three or four farewell tours. Uh, I, I think they're just selling McRibs.
1: As long as somebody buys a ticket or a McRib, do you eat McRib? I hated them
3: for a long, long time. Uh, and i one of the reasons I hated mcribs is because it insults my intelligence that they mold the slurry to look like little ribs yeah. okay that that bothers me for some strange reason that they go to that extent to mold the damn thing so it looks like a bunch of little ribs and we know it's not right. but if you eat one mm-hmm. they're, they're, they are tasty you have to admit. they they are good they they are tasty for some I don't like the pickles. I take the pickles off. Okay. But they are tasty. Do you like
1: McRibs? Uh, you know, I haven't had one probably in 20 some odd years.
3: 20 yeah. years?
1: I think the only time I go to McDonald's is to grab breakfast one morning or something like that. Right. I'll grab a. You never get uh,
3: yourself a Big Mac from McDonald's? No. Nope. You don't get yourself a Big Mac? No. Nope. You never go get yourself
1: something, like a quarter pound of a cheese? No. Nope. I mean, I used to. Right. I used to do that, but. Uh, egg McMuffin? Egg McMuffin. Yeah, I'll do that. You like an egg McMuffin? Yeah, mm hmm.
3: Every now and again, I get the desire for a McDonald's, for a a Big Mac from McDonald's. And I will get me a a McRib on occasion. But I got to be careful because it might do to me whatever did to me this weekend with my guts. I have Mm. to be careful eating a lot of McDonald's because it might land my ass in the hospital. But I will get myself a, and that's a silly reason to end up in the hospital. Mm. But yeah, I'll probably get me a McRib from McDonald's.
1: Well, they're saying this is the last tour, that's totally and completely to make you go out and buy it because it may never come back again. You may never see this again. Oh, my God, until next year, and then we're going to bring it back.
3: What's different about this year? The economy sucks, so they got to sell a lot of McRibs. (laughs) How how better to sell a lot of McRibs when you're in a freaking recession? These are the last ones that we're ever going to sell,
1: man. Well, what's the first principle of marketing and selling anything? what give people scarcity to... scarcity, scarcity right. so it's kind of like when Pop... you remember the first year popeyes did their chicken sandwich right they ran out like a week into it or a couple of days into it and they're gone and we can't get anymore right scarcity made everybody want it so when they brought it back a few months later it was like everybody's lined up to get the chicken sandwich at popeyes and now you can buy how many you want to get i'll take you around the corner right now to riddleman right. road we'll have 500 of them right you can right. get them all day long it's the scarcity at the first that really builds demand.
3: I do not believe this is the farewell tour of the McRib at McDonald's. Here
1: are these glasses but you can't have them. Here's a <laughs> pair of glasses but you can't have them. Here's a new Samsung phone but you can't have it. It's right, over here. Right, right, right. And that's what they're doing with it. It's clearly with, with yeah, they, they some need, marketing they need, genius. They need
3: to make up for a bad economy and sell a whole lot of McRibs this <laughs> and, year. And
1: a bad sandwich. And, and is that
3: a... <laughs> I, and I, I, I was I was resistant to it for a long time, yeah. and then I, I don't want to be a hypocrite on the air, and I would go on the air. Oh, that's right. And I would say, I don't, I hate them, I hate them. Okay. But then I secretly I'm starting to eat them, so I had to come clean and say, yeah, I'll get at least one a year.
1: Now I can tell you, Arby's is kicking their pants right now with their uh, opposition to that. In the Arby's commercial, they've got like six McRibs lined up, and they look like they look like crap on a tray. They really do, man. They don't look good at all. Right, right. And Arby's got you know their guy is slicing fresh ribs. Right, you know, because they got the meat. That's it. Fresh ribs, and they pile up the rib meat. On their sandwich to make it like ten right. feet tall, and they go, "We got to meet the real rib meat."
3: You know, it just made me think that if you ever needed to get information from Don Morgan, okay, instead of waterboarding him, you just tie him down and force him to eat a McRib, you know, and he'll tell you whatever you need to know. Probably you should. know what I mean? Like whatever secrets he's holding. Look, he's he's gag his gag reflex is kicking in right now. Tell us what we want to know, or you get another McRib shoved down your
4: throat. It's called McRibbing. <laughs> Not. I've never. I don't think I've ever had one. I, I imagine not. No. Even when I was eating meat, I don't think I. I don't think I ever had
3: one. Never went for a McRib. No. I resisted them for a long time. Right. But then I had one, and, and once you have one, then mm-hmm. you immediately want to have another, and then you want another, <laughs> and then you're, you're surrounded by empty McRib boxes on the floor. <laughs> it's not a happy way to live, Trey.
4: <laughs> They've got some Brian Cranston looking guy in the factory just put it this in way. that makes these things. There is not round.
1: enough dope in America for me to smoke to want one of those, and that's probably what that is. That's I like my first mouthful. one. Sorry, I said the same thing. I had my first one straight, Trey.
3: I immediately <laughs> wanted another man.
1: He was. He thought. You think Fentanyl's right. bad? Jimmy's got a cigarette. He's actually no. smoking it now. So it's time for us to go back in a minute. Where? in Ryan KTSA? seven. Let me uh, bring captain don morgan in on this other than being a guy who is wearing the same you guys are wearing pajamas as me (laughs) somebody said on my facebook page you're wearing the same pajamas you guys
3: are wearing the same 7.99 shirt from walmart pretty much yeah
1: (laughs) except it looks better on him than it does on me (laughs) that boy's slim trim of fighting weight right now Uh. so let me get this right on the northeast side of san Antonio. In the middle of the night last night, about probably about the time I was here, one thirty this morning. Well, okay, yeah. yeah, we're here. There was a shooting mm-hmm. on the northeast side of San Antonio. Right, and three men ran away from the shooting mm-hmm. on the northeast side. Mm-hmm. Did you say not far from here, like over? There? Uh, it's right over there.
4: Yeah, it's about uh, two miles from where we are. Well, yeah, Ooh, that's yeah. pretty
1: close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what street was it on, do you want to it tell? It was uh, Parkwood. Parkwood. Parkwood Drive. Imagine that, the northeast side of San Antonio. There was a shooting overnight, Sean. I'm shocked. Yeah, you should be. It's crazy. We've never, I don't think we've ever experienced that before. Not over here in this area. but in this neighborhood? Yeah. A shooting no. in this neighborhood with the Crips right there and the Bloods right there. And I don't know what that gang is up the street to the right. right. I have no idea. Uh, they're
4: currently unorganized.
1: No, oh, they're unorganized. Yeah. Well, we had
4: a dude
3: shot in this little market uh, about a year ago. Remember that? Uh-huh. Yeah, right down the street. Shot dead. Man. Yeah, all
4: right. He had a stabbing there. All right. Hey. Stabbing for variety. You
3: know, dice it up a little. Hey,
4: mix it up a little. Come on. Mix it up
3: a little, man. Well, I mean, it's everywhere now, though, mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, it's really, it's sort of moved to all four corners of the city. I mean,
1: this, where we are right <clears> now, and I know this is like old school, but this is just, this is indicative of what's happening across the country. We used to, like, ride our bikes all over the place. Mom and dad wouldn't know where we were. They would say, right. go get out of this house, and I'll see you when a porch light comes on. Right, right. You wouldn't do that now? Right. No way you'd do that now.
3: Well, no, but we grew up in neighborhoods where all the neighbors watched out for everybody's kids. You mm-hmm. respected your neighbors or your, your you know, your other kids' parents as much as you did your own. You, you know, when I was a kid, we'd ride all over the neighborhood after dark, you know, on our huffy bikes and nobody cared. And now, no, man, you can't. Crazy, Tom? You wouldn't do that today at all.
1: Well, and you certainly don't go anywhere if you're wearing a Marco Rubio shirt and a Ron DeSantis (laughs) cap, because you'll get the snot beat out of you, apparently, in Hialeah, uh, Hialeah, Florida, which is where this happened, according to Senator Marco Mm. Rubio. That uh, One of his canvassers was in a neighborhood over there, and four guys jumped him, saying, we don't allow Republicans around here. Of course, that's going to happen after the president says, go take the Republicans out you know we don't like republicans so get rid of them so this guy was attacked and he's got internal injuries he needs major facial reconstruction he's got a brain bleed he's got bleeding inside he's beat up uh pretty viciously i was telling you off the air they're gonna pull this crap on the wrong guy
3: well they will and they'll, they'll hit somebody up who's packing at some gonna point happen. and it's gonna, something bad's gonna happen it's gonna happen you know you really got to be you got the thing is you got to be Cognizant, you know, of, of what you're wearing, and you know, I don't have any political stickers on my car. I mean, and and the fact is, I hate it. I hate that I have to think that way. I hate that I can't put a political sign in my in my front yard. I hate that I can't put a sticker on my car because I don't want my my car getting messed up. Now, I am wearing. I got a new uh, uh, cap that I'm wearing right now. It says "Domestic Threat," <laughs> and I am going to wear that around. You know what I mean? But uh, I heard on the news uh, folks being concerned about wearing just basic red hats. Dana Perino was saying it. It you know, doesn't even have to be a Trump hat, but if you have a red hat on... Yeah, that's ridiculous. ...and you end up in the wrong situation. Someone's going to do something wrong to
1: you. Well, I was telling Don this morning when he first got here about a friend of mine who's a detective in a local police department. They had a, a car stolen, and the guys ditched the car... And they ran over to another guy who was putting gas in his truck and said, give me the keys. And the guy said, you want the keys to my truck? <laughs> and they said, yeah. And the passenger went ahead, and the, one of the bad guys went ahead and got in. And the other guy took the keys, and he said, "What's well, a really bad idea that you're taking my keys. I wouldn't do that. And he said, no, give me the keys. So he jumps in, and the guy was a former, uh, or I guess, you know, would say, uh, Green Beret, I guess former Green Beret, retired Green Beret, took his forty-five off his hip, <laughs> shot the guy in the forehead. Right. That's well hey I think you're going to see more and more of that. Now the the question is
3: do things get worse between now and November 8th, or do things get worse after November 8th if the Republicans, if we have the red wave?
1: Yeah, you know, who knows? I don't know if they're going to bring out the pink vagina hats and start screaming at the sky again like they did the first time Trump was elected. If that's going to go on or if it's going to be something that they're going to be, you know, if there's going to be more dangerous, if it's going to be like 2020 in the, the summer of 2020 when everything burnt. I don't know. I have no idea how they're going to respond.
3: Right. don't know. Well, but that's kind of the Republicans of won't.
1: No, well, we know that. They never yeah. do.
3: No, of course not. And if they protest, they pick up their own garbage. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I I, wonder what happens the day after. Mm. I'm kind of curious to see what. Because I, I really do think. I am increasingly, we were at the Radiothon, and, and, and Jack asked us both what we thought was going to happen on, on Election Day. And increasingly, I think it really is going to be a big red wave. I do, too. Sure. And uh, given that the left in this country tend to react with violence, When they don't get what they want, it would stand to reason that things are going to get a little messy
1: after the election. And you don't back down from the president calling the opposition party a threat to the country you d- there's no coming back from that right in other right, words right. they have bought they've they've made that bed and that's for all eternity there's no the day after the election then going right right i didn't mean what i said about you guys being a threat to the country i didn't no he made that happen he said it in front of a red wall a la hitler and so he has to live with the the consequences of that forever well, and,
3: and they want it to happen
1: well, of course they do. They all always want it to happen. Sure. They
3: want violence in the streets if Republicans uh, take both houses uh, come election day. You know they do. Yeah. They'll revel in it. Man, a country divided. And look how upset people are. and This election was rigged and blah, blah, blah. We're going to hear all of it. All I can say is be careful what you wish for.
1: Well, there you go. Be careful what you wish for. Yep. Hey, our friends over at the Tank Depot has a wide variety of water tanks so you can store your own water for your own protection. We uh, talk a lot about the folks in the ag business and what it's costing now to be in the ag business where you can help cut your costs by, uh, you know, storing and maintaining your own water and using your own water for your animals and for your crops as well. Same is true if you live in San Antonio or any of the surrounding areas. They can get you a tank for your piece of property. You can harvest rain, which is tax deductible, and you can use that rainwater from your tank, from the tank depot, to water your own plants, water your own yard with it. Then you don't have to worry about what the water at the municipality is telling you what you can and cannot do. You do it yourself by storing your own water. Plus, if there's ever a Situation that occurs again, like a snow or something like that, and the water is cut off to your neighborhood, what would you do? How would you live? How would you maintain a life without water? You can't. You have to have water. And the Tank Depot has got storage tanks for you, whether you're looking for a small one for in town or large ones out on your piece of property, or even the backpacks you can carry on your back. Tank Depot's got them all. They're located right here in San Antonio, in Dripping Springs, and in Buda. They're looking for business partners as well. If you have a retail location and you want to stock these uh, tanks and sell them, they want to talk to you about that as well. Got a great opportunity for you. Tell them, Trace said high. Tank Depot, 210-648-3866. All right, so it's 854 with and Rima on KTSA. What you got? Well, I know you probably hit this
3: yesterday, but this uh, this council person, this council being in Seattle, Kashama uh, Sawant, who uh, was, uh, she's a defund the police person, she's a self-described socialist, and she wrote a letter to and defund the police, big on defund the police, and apparently on six separate occasions, uh, protesters have thrown poop in her yard. Mm-hmm.
1: Didn't some of it land on the house, too, I believe? I believe so. Yeah. Somebody
3: has been throwing crap at her place, mm-hmm. and she feels the police are not investigating it properly. She wants a 24-hour uh, stakeout uh, around her house to make sure protesters uh, do, not, uh, do, do not throw poop at her yard, and yet she was tacitly encouraging people to do the very same thing during the defund the police.
1: To, to throw poop.
3: <laughs> you know, so uh, it's it's a little rich, as I say, that, uh, you know, you, you you don't want the cops. You want the budgets reduced. You think cops are evil, but then people start throwing... And, and you know, it's okay to throw poop at cops, right? Mm-hmm. But they th- start throwing poop at your place, sweetheart. Right. And all of a sudden, she needs a 24-hour cop contingent. Man. Well,
1: and when you look at the ones who's talked about it on a national basis, whether it was Ilhan Omar or Jayapel or... right. Ayanna, Presley or any others that were all defund police during the summer, the summer of love, 2020, when they were bur- building, burning buildings down and stealing flat panel TVs. Right when that was going on, they were all about defund the police. When you look back at their financial records now, they spent a ton of taxpayer mm-hmm. money on personal protection for themselves yep. and their families. So. What's good for the goose is obviously, as far as they're concerned, not good for the gander because, well, you know, you have to live in streets where crime is going crazy and there's no cops, but we have our own personal... That we're you special pay for, people. You Right. You pay, you pay for, pay for. Our,
3: our digs here, but we're special people. We're smart. We need to be protected. Right. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's like these are, these are the, This chick is probably was probably fine with all the protesters and threats being made you outside bet. the Supreme Court justices' personal residences. A
1: threat to his life. A
3: threat to his life.
1: Kavanaugh's life. Guy Kavanaugh, showed up with right, a gun.
3: Was going to murder. Going to break in and murder him and then kill himself. Yeah. But man, don't be
1: throwing the poopies at my place. Then you've crossed a line. Yeah, oh, they're insane. <laughs> well, there's gonna finally the debate between Oz and Lurch will happen tonight. You're right. That's yeah, right. <laughs> Oz God. and Lurch. Oh, that to be thrilling. We'll have a debate tonight. They were gonna have it uh, before, but it got uh, postponed because Lurch had a stroke, and uh, now, and I'm talking about Fetterman up in uh, Pennsylvania. He thinks he's running to be a, a dog catcher in New Jersey, <laughs> but uh, and so he wants to go to Washington, D.C. It's really crazy that he's ahead in the polling. I don't believe it. <sighs> I, you know, I right? find that hard to believe. He's ahead 47 to 45 right. in the polling up in Pennsylvania right now. Uh, it, that's just an impossibility. Uh, his team is out today lowering the expectations <laughs> for tonight's debate. <laughs> Listen, he – He's got all kinds of uh, cognitive issues, and he's this, that. Well, he, of course, he's not qualified to hold the office. That's
3: so. well, not being mean. You're no. we saying we, you know, making fun of him because yep. he had a stroke. Certainly don't. not, man. I. Seen the effects of a stroke, you know, nothing but sympathy for him in that, but that doesn't mean he can do the job. It's just the reality of
1: it. Here's the deal I'm not qualified, I'm not physically qualified to play on the Spurs. He's not physically qualified to be in the Senate. Yep, yep. Playing us See how it goes. Have a great show. Thank you, sir. I love you, San Antonio. I'll see you here at 5 tomorrow. Bye.